Live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for the Exit Exchange. Brought to you by XPX Atlanta. Dedicated to changing the trajectory of exit planning services in the Southeast. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Exit Exchange, brought to you by XPX Atlanta. I'm John Ray, sitting alongside David Shavzen and Mike Rosenthal. Gentlemen, welcome. Good morning, John. Good morning. Good morning. Good Mike. morning. Good morning to both of you. Uh, great to see you again. And folks, again, just a reminder that this show is brought to you by XPX Atlanta. XPX Atlanta is fundamentally changing the trajectory of exit planning services in the southeastern United States. They do that by putting the client first, working collaboratively, thinking long-term, considering the human angle, and always learning. If you would like more information, uh, go to xpxatlanta.org. I think you'll be glad you did. <laughs> so, uh, David, Mike, I don't know where we got this guest this morning. I tell you, I know. it's uh, We're going to flip-flop things today. So, as John said, we are uh, XPX Atlanta, Exit Planning Exchange, uh, a professional association, which translates to uh, not-for-profit. And part of what helps us work and put on amazing programs all through the year uh, is our uh, sponsor uh, lineup. And one of those sponsors is actually John. Ray with Radio X North Fulton. Uh, so he hosts uh, and produces this show over the course of the year. And uh, this year we are interviewing some of our uh, sponsors. And so we're going to turn the tables on John today. So uh, this, is, this should be interesting. And why don't we just kick it off, John, with tell us you know, what you do. What's, uh, give us an overview of the business. What's that uh, elevator pitch when you're out at the cocktail party? Thank you, David. I appreciate the uh, invite. Um, yeah, so uh, I uh, have two businesses, uh, really, and that's part of what my story is. I started, uh, I've got a business advisory practice that uh, is about uh, almost 10 years old now. And um, I, in, in that practice, I do a lot of business. Uh, a lot of different things, but most of the, the, the trajectory of that business right now is uh, really helping professional services providers with their pricing. So I do a lot of that kind of uh, work. Uh, that's another subject, but uh, I also uh, got involved with Business Radio X about six years ago now, uh, coming up on six-year anniversary of the North Fulton Studio, and I took the studio over uh, two years ago uh, to uh, own it or uh, I'm sorry, four years, five years ago, I think it was. So I've lost track of time, David. I'm getting old. Uh, but uh, um, you're having fun, so you've lost track. Of time. I'm. Ha Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Yes, I am having fun, and um, um, that was really a situation where I was the sidekick uh, to uh, Mike Salmon, who um, my good pal, fellow studio partner now, who who had started the studio, and um, uh, he. Uh, I, I took it over from him and I took it over because I was having fun, uh, number one, and that's, that's part of what life's all about. But, uh, I really enjoyed the whole business of helping others share their stories and then 
helping professional services providers use a mic to build their business. And that's really, that's how we make our money. We help uh, business owners and leaders that want to do their own podcast, do their own show, uh, uh, plan, produce, promote that show. So that's, that's, uh, that's, those are, that's, those are the two ways I keep busy. Well, good. Um, so I guess maybe if you could give us a little bit of information about why someone um, would want to host their own show through RadioX. Sure. Um, so, you know, professional services providers have a problem. And one of their problems um, is, and I know this firsthand, so um, is how, how do you distinguish yourself, you know, and how do you um, – engage in business development where you can move the needle in your business, but do it in an elegant way. And, uh, that's what we help our clients do. So, um, there's no, I have discovered and I've been at it a long time in a variety of, of, uh, capacities, uh, in, in B2B services. Uh, I don't know of any better way to, uh, el- elegantly open, and deepen relationships than by having a show and using that to uh, spotlight others. And uh, what I've learned over time is if you are the center um, of the tribe that you want to serve, whatever, whatever that tribe is, let's say it's left-handed house painters. If you want to serve left-handed house painters, um, there's no better way to be at the center of that tribe and connect everyone in that tribe than being the one that owns the mic that that highlights that tribe right and highlights the members of that tribe so that's really our our model um sure we do all the things you would expect with a podcast i mean we release it to all the podcast platforms we make it sound great and so forth but what we really do is help professional services providers use that mic to move the needle in their business excellent nice so um John, the hair service providers, and being one, I totally get what you're talking about. Um, but you know, pretty much everybody, right, has got to figure out whatever industry. How do we, how do we be different? Right, and, exactly, and, uh, and distinguish and find that, find that, um, that business. W- when you're looking at folks to come on and, and do a show, uh, those professionals, you know, what are the, what are the, how, how, what does that look like, or what, what is the, what's the best candidate for you? Are there attributes that that person um, needs to have should to make this format make sense more than others. Well, let me dispel one notion. Thank you for that question. Cause I want to dispel one notion that, cause I heard this the other day. Um, you know, somebody accused me of being an extrovert. Maybe I am. I don't know. The point is you do not have to be an extrovert to do it. I mean, as, as a matter of fact, what I would tell people is if you're an introvert and don't, really want to go to the networking events, uh, or those make you nervous, then maybe that's really when you need to have a show because (laughs) you've got a way to, uh, have a small group of people in a room and, uh, celebrate them. And that's a great way to uh, network. Um, so, you know, I think the, the, the way to, um, be different is to celebrate others. I mean, because we're in a world where, you know, we get a lot of pitches every day and, you know, and I, and 
And I think that's one thing that makes XBX Atlanta different uh, in the XBX organization. I'll get to that in a second, but I just want to throw that out there. Uh, when you make it about other people, um, you stand out. And that's a philosophy that's as old as the hills. Um, it works. It always works. It never does not work. But when you, um, uh, when you decide to do that and make that part of your business development strategy, um, you will stand out and you will move the needle in your business. And I think it, it, so it doesn't really matter if you have experience behind a mic. I had zero experience when I got started six years ago. Um, and if you listen to my first show, please don't do that folks, please don't. But if you listen to that first show, you'll know that I had no experience. The point is that's not what uh, makes it work. What makes it work is, you know, when you're celebrating others. So follow up question on that. Um, if you think about your, the folks that you've got doing their own shows now, you don't have to name names, but what's a, you know, what's a best example of someone who's, um, worked that show really well, you know, done it, used it, um, brought that tribe together as you're talking about. And, you know, obviously the end goal here is for them to be making some money, um, bringing in clients. So what comes to mind as a, as a really good uh, success story? Well, I'm going, I won't mention names on the success story, but I will say that I work with nine figure professional services firms, you know, nine figure revenues, you know, all the way down to solopreneurs. Um, uh, or I'll say across the spectrum to solopreneurs. I don't want to say down. Um, um, and I'm going to shout out two of them because they're XPX members. We, we're going to celebrate our members, right? So one of them is Bill McDermott, uh, the profitability coach. And another one is Anthony Chin. Uh, Bill hosts um, uh, Profit Sense with Bill McDermott. And Anthony's show is Family Business Radio. Um, I guess, you know, one of my clients recently told me uh, that they generated enough attributable business from their show uh, every year to pay for three years worth of shows. So, you know, that, that's a, that's the idea, right? And, and uh, is to be able to point to attributable revenue because we're always looking for attributable ROI to any of our marketing efforts. Um, and uh, that, to, um, to that activity. So that's, uh, you know, it's, it's always gratifying to me to hear that. And, um, yeah, I, I won't, I won't shout, I won't mention that name, but, but, uh, that's, that's, um, that's exciting when I hear that. I think it's important and it's great that people uh, that own businesses take the time to track those kinds of things, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. pretty obvious, but You'd be amazed, right? If people don't. So, um, along with producing shows for your client hosts, you also have fun going on site to support your clients. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us about a recent or upcoming project? Sure. Um, maybe I can talk a little bit about pricing. I mean, that's because that's one of my uh, one of the things I do when uh, the mic's not on. Uh, so, so uh, I help. Um, services providers with their pricing. That's a particular passion for me because uh, I had the same problem. Um, I think all professional services providers have a problem with their pricing. Now that's a bit bold statement, but when I go speak on this subject, I've never had 
And when I say who's there, who's happy with their pricing, I, I, I never have anyone raise their hand. So um, anyone that's happy with their pricing, please write me and let me know. But <laughs> but the point of it is, is that the problem there is that we're pricing ourselves. There's a psychological thing with that, right? And it 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 makes us a little uh, queasy sometimes. It it uh, it makes us think in ways we shouldn't think. Uh, in terms of, oh, will someone accept, you know, the price that I'm charging, so forth, right? So, you know, I think I think um, what I do is I help folks change their mindset and understand some basic uh, behavioral aspects to pricing that they need to understand to move the needle in their business. And by the way, changing your price is the fastest way to change the bottom line in your business. Now, this is an accounting fact. This is not my opinion. Uh, check with your local CPA and they'll tell you that. Um, so I, I'll shout out another one, Bruce McFadden. Check with Bruce uh, uh, over at Car Riggs Ingram. He'll tell you that. So um, uh, people pay their bills, John. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <You can charge. laughs> yeah. Always it, a prerequisite. Yes. Right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the idea, my work is what my work involves is helping professional services providers work with less clients at a higher ticket. Because I think what happens with a lot of us is we get deep several years into that practice. We've come out of corporate or whatever, wherever we've come from, we start our own practice. We've several years into it. And then we're working way too hard for too little money. And um, we're like, why, why did we get into this, right? And so the problem typically there is pricing. And so how do you change your pricing so that you can work with uh, fewer clients in a better, deeper way and have a better life? And that's really what it's all about. So that's that's the kind of work I do is uh, uh, helping folks with their proposals, helping them uh, move away from hourly pricing to value pricing. Uh, that's the kind of work I do. Oh, that's great. Are you able to, again, without naming names, maybe give us an example of, of a project or a, uh, let's call it a pricing renovation yeah. job that you yeah. help somebody with? Absolutely. The one... One that I just got done with um, in uh, this individual's business, they had um, they increased their average ticket in really about 45 days after we started our engagement. They increased their average ticket from about uh, 15,000 to about 28 to 30,000. So now they've got to have a whole year to kind of get the beneficial impact of that. But the point of all that is, is that they're clearly on a, on a path now to uh, be doing much better than they have been. And they were doing pretty well to begin with. And that's really kind of part of the problem, right? I mean, they're getting a lot of clients at the wrong price, too many clients at the wrong price. And so um, now they're getting, um, they're offering options in what they do, and they're getting clients with that are a better fit at the price they come in at, and um, and their average ticket has, has gone up, 
you know, significantly. So their revenue, uh, overall revenue is going to be up about 40% this year. Yeah, that, I, you know, um, first of all, I, I see that everywhere. So, so, you know, underscoring what you're saying, whatever the industry, not mm-hmm. just the professional services. Right. And then, so you become, along with everything you stated, part therapist, right? Because it is, <laughs> I think there's like psychology in there. There is, you know, whether it's coming away from corporate or you're just starting out, you lose that, you lose that business card, that company name. And it's just, you know, now it's just, you know, John Ray Inc. And it's like, well, you, know, you have to work your way up and you discounted all the experience and expertise you had from before that. Um, but I wanted to tie, like you say, this is exit planning exchange and we're talking about building value and exiting. So not only are they making more money when you're doing that work with them and pushing money to the bottom line, right? That is making the firm more valuable, you know, as they move forward towards that exit. So it's all ties together, right? It's, it's, it's the, it's the current uh, benefit of a lot more money in their pocket and they're building value for that future transaction. Yeah, exactly. And I would say to, to, um, you know, exit, exit planning professionals that, uh, you know, one of the things I've heard again and again in XBX Atlanta is, you know, how can we get clients to the table faster to plan for that exit instead of doing it a year ahead of time or, or two years ahead of time, even, you know, just how can we get them to that table faster? Uh, but how can we serve those clients? that have just stumbled into the door and they want to sell in a year or two, you know, price. I mean, look, I think pricing is the answer to world peace, right? So uh, just bear, bear with me on that. But, you know, that's one of the things I would just commend to plan folks that are thinking about how do I best serve those, that client is, uh, let's look at that because that's in that particular area where you can get bottom line results. Um, if executed properly, you can get bottom line results much faster. And it's really important right now in the environment that we're in where, um, you know, if you're in an inputs, uh, material inputs business, for example, uh, you better be looking at a price price increases if you haven't already done that and how to implement that, uh, you know, we need to be helping folks do that. Yeah. And, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, David. Well, I was going to say, you know, yes, in the current crisis that we're in, and it's uh, it's material inputs, but I would I would put people in the category of the material inputs too. Because Absolutely. Uh, the environment today, you can't get people. People are coming in and working for 30 days and then leaving, um, and which is also interestingly become such an, uh, a bigger factor. It always is, but a, in, in acquisition. If, if you've got a good team, right, an experienced team, mm-hmm. uh, that can be extraordinarily valuable depending on the situation of the buyer these days. So, yeah, so, 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 you know, the, uh, the widget inputs and people as well. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that. That's a great point because, it, and it probably for some firms, the, the cost increases, uh, the labor increases, personnel increases are up are faster than, than, um, you know, your cost of goods sold. Right. So yeah, absolutely. No question. So, so kind of an odd question in that vein, how do you know if your price increases are too high? I mean, how do you start to get the sense that, okay, I pushed the envelope as far as I can push it for now. So I'm not sure I've run into anybody that's ever had that problem. Um, so, you know, here, here's, maybe let me reframe it and, and say, you know, 
what some clients will say to you is like, why, you know, you're too expensive. Well, if you're too, if, if a client says you're too expensive, then you haven't framed the value. It's your fault. It's my fault. Right? So really the, the remedy for that is having a better value conversation around where that client sees value in the outcomes that they are looking for and the outcomes that you are able to deliver and how those things intersect. Right? So what, what I tell people is when, when someone says you're too expensive, I think it's good to say too expensive relative to what, you know, what, what, what are we comparing to? Because the only way somebody can say that is in terms of comparison, right? Comparison to what? That's how everyone judges pricing. So when they're buying, so, um, what have you framed in to that client in terms of the value you provide? And have, have you really gone deep enough with that? That's the question. And so, um, it's when you, when you, when you're getting that question again and again, it, there, there's a, there's a framing problem that you're having when it comes to having a, a conversation with that client to begin with. That's what I would tell you. And I'm, look, I've, I've got that t-shirt. Okay. So I, and that's why I, I know it and recognize it. I've, I've, I've made all the mistakes. I've done all these things. So I, and I get it. And it, it's a continual learning process. I call it a journey. It's, it's a journey. Um, I, that's, I've got a podcast all around this called the price and value journey. That's why I call it a journey. Um, so it, it's, it, it's something you learn again and again, and there's always something to learn with every client and every uh, prospective client that comes through the door. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because the other tie-in, um, I think you're right. You know, it's understanding who your target client is, like you're saying, right? So there may be somebody that's just too small for you. It's not necessarily sort of the value proposition is there. It's just not, it's not the right fit with, with, you know, what they're doing, what their model is. And there may be somebody who can provide really good service to that client who maybe is newer in practice, for example, and, and, and isn't at a fee level um, where they need to be necessarily. But I wanted to uh, swing back, um, John, on the, on the show, what are the three or four things that, that your, your show hosts are doing post show? In other words, they brought people in, they've done the interview, it's posted, uh, post out on LinkedIn, how else are they uh, mining that, if you will, to 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 uh, raise the uh, ROI from doing the show? Yeah, so that that's a, a great question. So, um, well, there's actually some pre-show work that we encourage our hosts to do, and um, that is having a pre-show call to talk to that client about their business and their work, and um, you know you guys did something similar with me for this show, right? So, uh, we had a little call to talk about what we would talk about. Well, see, when you have your own show, this is an ideal way to get to know people that if you're a professional services provider trying to get in the door and learn what people are doing, they will open up when you, your invitation is to the such and such show, right? They will tell you all sorts of things. 
And um, so having that pre-show call to do that is really important. And then you have the show. And then afterward, the contact is to uh, follow up based on what has been heard and what you've heard in the show and to um, uh, to say, hey, first of all, I want to meet with you to talk about how to share the show to maximize the impact that it has on you and your business. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. We've got some very specific ways that we recommend to um, share their show appearance to uh, maximize the value. Um, we got about 10 or 12 different ways to maximize the value of that. And um, then that's another opportunity to deepen the relationship and take that discussion a little further in terms of whatever direction you want to go, depending on your um, what's been discussed up until that point. Okay. Well, um, I guess the last question we have is um, talk to us about XPX and why you're a sponsor of the organization. Why are you spending all this time? working on the, the XPX, uh, the Exit Exchange, which is the XPX radio, radio show everybody's listening to now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, um, you know, obviously the organization, I say, I say obvious, maybe it's not obvious to some, it's obvious to me that, that the organization has been thriving and uh, doing quite well. And, you know, it, it's, I think I'm, I put my finger on, collaboration and you know making about making it about the client and what's best for the client uh you, you know you don't see that in a lot of well just every organization at business organization out there you you don't just necessarily see that as evidence right and to, it's right on the front door at xpx atlanta and that's one thing that i think is um compelling about the organization and i think that's one reason why it's been growing like it has I, there's a great email that came out uh maybe last week about how xpx has thrived during the pandemic and the thing that i that stood out for me was the there's a lot of things in there but that the members have grown 23 percent overall across the organization nationally since the pandemic started. Now that's pretty compelling. And, you know, the, throughout all that time, XPX Atlanta has shifted, uh, pivoted. I hate that word pivoted <laughs> to, to, uh, serve its members, uh, and has done that, I think quite successfully. And now that things are, uh, back on, a different track i won't say normal but different track um uh you know it, the organization continues to do that so you know the growth is the name of the game and uh i guess the other thing david is that um i'm a big believer that every group has a personality you know it's of its own and xpx has got a great personality it's 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 welcoming and uh I think part of the reason why so many people 
join the organization and then get involved as sponsors, volunteers, board members, committee members. Uh, that's, there's a huge percentage of the organization that's doing that work, all that work, uh, every month. And, um, that says a lot about the, the value that members get when they join XPX Atlanta. Um, Maybe I ought to stop there because I keep going on that one, but I'm passionate. Please keep going for an hour. (laughs) That's right. That's right. This show is suddenly an hour, right? No, uh, uh, I just think it's, um, I'm, I'm very, um, pleased with what our involvement is. I think it's been, uh, great for us and, uh, we'll continue to be. No, I appreciate that, John. It's, um, Mike, did you have, were you going to jump in on something? No, I was just going to say, I mean, I, you, John, you use the term personality when uh, I always hear this term as a lawyer about law firms, culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's kind of annoying, actually. <laughs> the term is used so much. So I really like that term personality because uh, I think that's, that's in some ways more descriptive. of, And, and um, I think that's true for all organizations, whether they're nonprofits or business organizations. They have a personality. Yeah, and that personality is independent of any particular member, person, committee, what have you. It develops over time, and it develops, and it, and it, of course, it can change for good or for bad or sideways or whatever. But um, in the case of XPX Atlanta, it's uh, that personality has has evolved in a very um, fruitful way um, for all its members, and I think that's just a really um, you know, I can't recommend the organization enough, and I'm just going to put a pitch out there for anybody listening to this show that thinks, well, I'm not an exit planner. Well, look, if you are a consultant, if you're a coach, if you're involved in early stage aspect of a business, you're an exit planner, folks. I'm sorry, but that's what you are. Maybe you don't call yourself that, but that's what you are because ultimately that business owner is going to have to get rid of that business, even if that involves death. Okay. They're good. They're going to have to get rid of that business. That's just the way life is. So all of us are exit planners to some extent or the other. The question is just what stage of the cycle that we're in. So I would encourage folks, um, to, uh, consider, come to a meeting, go, come to the, um, uh, orientation that's uh, held every month and check it out. And I think you'll be glad you did. Yeah, you know, I think, but you know, the the membership is every stripe of consultant, like you're talking about, John and I. I love what you said. I would take it a step further. You know, you're saying every everybody is an exit planner to some degree, with however they're helping that business owner. I think we are part of our our mission as XPX is to get all these service providers, all these professionals, to really look at it that way. In other words, hmm. they're all trying to help. Clearly, they're all trying to help grow, help trying to make more money for that owner. Um, that that overlay of with what in mind down the line, you know, so whether you're working on a website or improving the supply chain or improving finances, you know, it all ought to be with some long-term goal and that ought to be right. That transaction, that transition, that sale, uh, whatever it is. Yeah. So that's definitely, so we are, yeah, a great point. Uh, our membership is made up of anybody helping a, um, a business owner. And so they all ought to come and check it out. Yeah. And one thing I would just add to that, I think is, is, um, you know, people, if people, I'm, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because a lot of people are, are this way, but 
Um, I've had people say, you know, you're such a great connector. Well, you know, you, you become a great connector by being around great people that you can connect, uh, together and with your clients. Right. So, you know, therefore it's incumbent upon you if you're going to take care of your client to connect them, um, to be in organizations where you can meet great people and great professionals. And that's, uh, I think what we, what we enjoy at XPX Atlanta, just some uh, fantastic professionals across the board that uh, do great work. And uh, uh, so that's, that's, it's really important to, to sharpen your, always sharpen your network and XPX Atlanta help, helps you do that. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think that um, some of the things that I do for clients, they appreciate most are introducing them to other people. Yeah. Nothing to do with the work that I do. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. John, I appreciate it. For uh, coming on and being the star of the show today has been wonderful. We appreciate that. Everything you contribute, your um, producer have back on it and, and close us out. <laughs> <Yeah>. How's that? <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Um, um, well, let me give my contact information and I'll do, I'll do that. Um, um, for those that uh, don't have that, uh, you, to, to find, uh, first of all, to find this show, you can go to XPX Atlanta radio.com you can find a, a show archive of the series and uh it, it's uh, growing monthly and and um uh we we've got some great episodes in that archive so check that out on on not just the the uh website but on your favorite podcast app so you'll get it immediately when it drops um and you if you want to uh reach out to me uh my website is johnray.co, or you can, uh, of course, email me, John, uh, or uh, John at johnray.co, or jray at businessradiox.com. Either one of those uh, work. And again, my podcast, my own podcast is pricevaluejourney.com, and that's also on your favorite podcast app. So there you go. And um, again, folks, just a quick reminder I think you've heard me enough about this, but. I'm going to say it one more time. XBX Atlanta um, is uh, the place to be if you want to work with a collaborative-based networking exchange that has uh, individuals and professionals that have a broad representation of exit planning competencies and are in it to put the client first. If that's the kind of organization you're interested in, and you should be if you're not, xpxatlanta.org is the place to go. Go check it out. So uh, for my, I don't know what you guys are today. I I, I was going to say for my co-host, but that's really not what we are today. But I'll say for my colleagues, David Shavzin, Mike Rosenthal, great to be with you. I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on another edition of the Exit Exchange.